Welcome back to Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Oh, baby, it is Sunday and it is raining, so I am unemployed by choice all day long. I love it. Uh, I'm here for it. And I'm so excited for our episode today. We have a very, very funny comedian. I love talking to this guy. He's a funny stand-up. You might know him from The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Heard of it? Maybe HBO, maybe Conan, maybe MTV. You have to check out his comedy album, Words, Streaming on all platforms. Go find it. We've got Rojo Perez with us. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I need a hype person like you everywhere I go. Oh, honey, I'll do it. You bring me on. I'll, I'll, I love introducing people. It, it's like it's like a, you know, I feel accomplished when I do. I'm like, yes, I brought them on right. And the crowd goes wild. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Uh, I'm enjoying this this canceled day we're having. I know, right? I, I sprained my ankle Friday, so I was looking for a reason not to move. Oh, no. Are uh, you okay? Was this like a hospital visit or? No, it's uh, <laughs> it's a plum, not an eggplant. Okay. <laughs> so that's how I know how serious the ankle injuries are. Uh, so this one will be fine. Just a little more purple than it should be right now. Got it. Um, it's a plum, but... not an eggplant. <laughs> Is that like an but old wise doctor's tale or something that I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> that is the one medical class I took. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> the fruit. The fruit and vegetable one. <laughs> but are you in pain? Or are you okay? I mean, it's sore, but it's fine. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're self medicating. Got it. Got it. Yeah, um, you're doing great. It's weird, right? They said that it was going to be like this episode will come out after, but they said hurricane, the hurricane, what is it? Henri. I sound ridiculous Such, attempting yeah. to say it. I can't. I'm so glad bad. it's. I'm so glad that it's a category one with that name. <laughs> you can be a cocky a five with Henri. So Nobody true. respects you. No, it was like the skies were like, yeah, nice try. That's the name. Uh, uh-uh, uh, we'll blow you away. We'll, we'll get rid of you. It's true. It's just a rainy day, but I feel like shit was canceled. Right? There were shows canceled. There were events canceled. Yeah, yeah, everything I had tonight got canceled by, like, 10 a.m. today. It was great. I went to Whole Foods last night, and which that was my Saturday night. You know, I had to get a couple things, and I went early yeah. at, like, 6 p.m., and I was like, fuck, it is so crowded here. It was, like, the pandemic all over. I'm like, people are, like, <laughs> like getting pasta and this and that. They're, like, stocking up as if we're, like, going to be out for, you know, I'm like, it's is it the, that bad? Did I not read the same news? <laughs> it's the PTSD. It's yeah. the the conspiracy is like the hurricane is what gets us in the house. And then yeah. that's when they lock us back in. Honestly. So everybody feels <laughs> like they just need to gather any yeah. chance. And I got guacamole and chips. I was like, this will be good for tonight. Like, <laughs> if it rains, I'm fine. I did that for Hurricane Sandy, too. Everyone remember the bread was like out. I mean, that was a, a lot more serious in New York. Do you, were you yeah. here for that? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, and uh, and I just remember I got like lime chips, like and a, a bottle of vodka, and I was like, "We're gonna be fine." They're they're making this up. This is fine. <laughs> Cut to me not being able to live in my apartment for a week. Like, <laughs> I was like, "I need food." Just oh cracking God. the bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. So how have you been? How has your how has your bizarro year been in terms of like work and stuff? The I mean, I've been good, I think. Um, it's weird to say I I needed, I, you, I didn't know it, but I needed a break from it's the not that day-to-day weird. Day of, of yeah. doing stand-up and just not realizing, uh, not realizing the bad space you're in because you're going through it day-to-day. Yeah. So, like, after a while, after a couple months, I was like, oh, man, I feel... I'm, my writing's much friendlier and like I'm a little I'm standing up a little straighter these days like it was uh so once the new year started again and like shows started happening uh it's been good it's been fun uh I think comedy this summer in New York's been amazing uh mm-hmm. people are just like horned up to be out That's yeah like audiences have been very kind no matter the size they've been excited to be there i feel like yeah 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 they're just like tickle me yeah like it's <laughs> um but it's been good work's been you know i mean kind of like everybody wish we had a little more of it but just mm-hmm. happy to have 
some success. Were you touring a lot when the pandemic started? And then, like, was stuff canceled on you? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, 19 and then early 20, it was pretty much just touring what was, like, keeping me with the day job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... The rest of the yeah, it was weird because it was I had stuff lined up, but it was like good stuff that you're excited. It wasn't like uh, Tacoma or whatever <laughs> nonsense. It was like fun festivals and stuff yeah. like that. So it was just like more of a bummer of being like, oh man, that was gonna be a silly weekend. Yeah. Or like yeah. there was uh, so stuff got canceled, and then we just thankfully. Uh, thankfully, had some money away, and then some stuff was able to help out, like. Just by chance, I had become a business a year prior. Nice. So I thankfully uh, qualify as a business. That's nice. Um, yeah. So stuff like that was able to help out. Uh, I love how you say it. You're like, I I qualify. I'm a business. Uh, just, I'm sorry. I'm a businessman. That's me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me show you. He's showing his, us his briefcase right now for those of you who aren't watching. <laughs> It's a nice logo you have for your business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. No, but it's been good. I'm excited. Uh, stuff's picking back up, but you're also like, I'm picking up weekends now with the same sort of fear. You're like, this might happen. I know. I don't know. Talk to me in a couple weeks. I know. It's so it's so true. Even like little things, like, I, you know, booking things, like I had to book a hotel for a wedding and I'm like, shit, well, what if it doesn't happen? Will I get my money back for this? Yeah, there's nothing worse than having a credit to a place you're never going to visit again. You're like, I'm going to do nothing with this shit. Connecticut? Yeah, I'm going to find a comedy place nearby and be like, listen, I have a room there. I need a show this weekend. Try to convince a friend, even a lover, to go, babe, let's have a romantic getaway in Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) He'd rather eat the money. You're like, no. Now let's stay home. You know what? We'll order pizza. <laughs> oh man, um, I love how you also said you're like you know anything to keep me away from a day job, which is like all of the comedians who come on this show. You know, we talk about we will do any, we will perform and do anything to stay out of an office that is not at all adjacent to comedy or performing or hosting or acting. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, I can. Everything goes. I feel like I bet. And I know, uh, I know it happens and we all kind of, I, I don't know if everybody, but I think there's points where you think you're making it full time and then you end up having to go back and get a job. So it happens. But yeah. once you feel like you're removed enough from it, yeah, you're like, there's no, I mean, I'm going to give up then. I if I got to go back to a regular grind of a nine to five, then going out to do shows. I don't think I got it in me again. Yeah, I physically don't think I have it in me. Like, I don't yeah. remember how I did that, you know, where, where you don't go home. I don't until... remember having meals. <laughs> when I started to think about it now, you're like, when did you have any food? Right. <laughs> At my day job, I'd be like, I, I used to suggest meals. I'd be like, we should do like bagel, Mon- bagel Friday, croissant Mondays. Like, I'd make sure there was a lot of food. I'd, like, wrap it all up. I'd be like, all right, I'm good. Just I make can't. sure you got stuff that holds over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no fish, just all <laughs> grains and wheat. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Whatever keeps me alive. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I want to take you back. I love to talk to all my guests about, you know, what was, like, the first job you ever had? Um, my first job was, <laughs> this sounds made up, but my dad had a wood rental business. Okay. Um, hmm. and where was this? In Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, after one of the hurricanes in the late nineties, that people started getting enough money to make the houses in cement, mm. but okay. you don't want to buy all the wood and never use it again. So right. to make the frame. So my dad had a business that would rent you the wood to frame it. And then when people lay the cement, they'd take the wood down and we'd come collect it, clean it, re- rent Re-rent it out again. it. Wow. Yes. Um, yeah. One I didn't of the even few know, ones that worked out. I know out. very little about uh, building houses. And I'm like, wow, that 
That makes sense, but I'm like, I didn't yeah, know. Uh, one of the few, yeah, one of the few business ideas that worked out for him. But this one, uh, I remember starting to work there on like holidays and weekends as young as probably like 12. Oh, wow. Little 12 year old baby Raho carrying wood over. And I was trying to carry two by fours. <laughs> but I was also, uh, and I still think I have a lot of this. I was the most delicate kid. I hated being <laughs> dirty. So, Me too. I hate it. I hate it. So I would put on like these huge construction worker gloves. <laughs> but these are like like up to here on me. And I'm trying to carry two by fours. <laughs> and my dad's like other two employees are like, what the fuck? Is wrong with this kid, but his dad trying to toughen him up, and I was like, "I'll pick the shit up, but I can't have dusty fingers." <laughs> He's like, "What is dirty?" You know, I showered today. I'm not. I'm not about it. Wait, that's really uh, funny. Were you like? Did you shower a lot? Were you always like, "I can't"? You know, I'm a clean. I don't. I, wanna... um, I wasn't a big shower, but I, I wasn't an anti shower kid. Okay. I didn't have to be told to go take a shower. Uh, right. But I can't, like, I hate walking barefoot. Like, that shit grosses me out. I hate, like, having dirt. It just, I've always been weird about, like, just having dirty nails or, like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. That, I felt that w- apparently when I was a baby, my mom said if we ever went to the beach, I didn't like to be dirty either. And I didn't, I thought the sand was dirty. So my mom's That's why like, I don't like the beach that much. Yeah, I don't either. It's impossible to get sand out. Impossible. <laughs> Yeah, Sam, you'll find it a week later. But my mom was like, yeah, it was great. I could just like leave you on a towel and like take a walk. And I'm like, you you would leave your one-year-old baby, like kid on a towel? She's like, you wouldn't touch the sand. So you just sit there. (laughs) Good good parenting. I'll picture a fat little one-year-old just sunbathing, just trying to struggle to get back up. I'm just like, no, don't let me touch it. I don't want it. (laughs) So this was the family biz. You worked for your dad. Were you getting paid or were you just being No, I was son? getting paid. Good. Uh, but I mean, I'm, yeah, I think we were getting, uh, I think it started at $5 a day. Okay. Wow. Um, but Which my overhead, honestly, real like, low. My overhead you- <laughs> as a 12-year-old. Real low. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to say $5 a day when on your 12. That sounds nice. Like that would have been. Yeah. I still think back so like and like the, are getting ten dollars and thinking like wow where where do I start you know what do I buy with this? I I paid for my own pager. A pager. <laughs> I paid for my own pager and I pay the monthly bill on it. And I was paging <laughs> you when you were a little baby. No one. You just wanted to look cool. <laughs> This is uh, a, this, they're like oh no is he selling drugs he's a pager does he have, is he selling drugs and he's like no I don't even want to touch wood I just want to look good <laughs> pager you're like a little business dad with your pager on your like belt oh I loved it everybody <laughs> and people said because no the only people who would text you were just like classmates you'd see every day <laughs> and then and nobody's doing anything. Uh, I forgot I you read you read on there's a message on a pager right For, I remember t- yeah it wasn't just the numbers you would have to call this not like a one eight hundred whatever it was and yeah. then each pager had a six digit code <laughs> but somebody would be on the other line taking the message <laughs> so you'd be like. Oh, babe, I can't wait to see you. I missed you so much. Today was such a magical day. <laughs> Somebody just typing this out. Right. It's like right, Snapchat send. today, you know? Someone takes a nude and it goes to Snapchat probably, and they're like, okay, uh, send it on. <laughs> nice. Was that your, did girls like, did you have people like flirt with you on like, you know, your pager? Was that like a Yeah, that was the whole point of it. Um, (laughs) But I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was getting crazy (laughs) sex messages at 12, 13 year olds. Uh, But but you learned the value of a dollar. I did. 
That's good. That's good. So how long did you get to work in the wood biz for? Oh, I don't know. Until about a year ago. No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The pandemic took him down. (laughs) Um, Probably through through the junior junior year high school. Oh, nice. Um, I literally thought you were going to be like, you know that Williamsburg apartment you're living in? Yeah, I built a fucking frame (laughs) for it. (laughs) We flub and pour their wood from Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, My dad ends up selling that. Okay. Uh, I go to college. Um, Did you go to college? In Florida. I go to college in Florida. When I come back, uh, I have like a boring job and at the college. I was like an intramural ref. Um, a what ref? Intra, I'm sorry, intramural. Oh, what was, sport? Uh, I did a multitude. I was <laughs> I was just trying to fill hours. <laughs> I was doing. You were just like the ref. Like they're like we have a, we have any game. I would do. Uh, yeah, I would. They'd, I would do soccer, volleyball. Basketball, uh, softball. You have to like know those games to ref them, right? Like you the, gotta know more rules. than the people playing them. Wow, I don't, I don't gotta know all the rules. I just gotta know <laughs> more than the the team that's on the field looks like they know. <laughs> if anyone asked me to be the ref in like football, I'd be like, I what do you? I wouldn't even know where to begin. So that I think it's you were like it's boring. I'm like that's impressive that you knew enough about those sports to show up and like ref them. I loved it. Uh, we got in heated arguments. People yell at you. Um, it was yeah, built pressure. It was heckling before I knew I needed it. <laughs> so in college, you weren't doing comedy yet. This was. No, I started probably my senior year of college. Okay. The, yeah, in the last semester. Did um, you know you wanted to do it? Like when you were younger, did you have no, the bug? No, I, I didn't know that was something you could do. Uh, and then even processing my, like I, I enjoyed watching it, um, but I didn't think anybody could do it. I thought like that. I thought there was genuine. Like I, I honestly not sure what I thought, but I thought there was just like, oh, you're chosen to do the this. way this. Yes, the, the the world lined up for you that you were chosen to be Chris Rock, and that <laughs> like that's how life worked. And they were like, I don't know, maybe he went to an audition, and that they're like you're it. But I didn't think you, anybody could just do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I never really processed. Like I never thought about it till some till my friend invited me to an open mic. Like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I I don't know. I didn't. I didn't grow up being like, oh, you two can be famous, or like <laughs> you two can be on the TV that we love so much. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't. It was. Did you ever like, act or do any theater or any <clears throat> like you know performance stuff as a kid? Uh, in college, I took some acting classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember trying to, they try to cast, they try to get me to act in like a church play. Uh, I was supposed to be one of the, (laughs) I haven't told this story in years. Uh, I was supposed to be one of the, the other people crucified with Jesus. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's some dramatic acting. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they come in hot. Uh, yeah. And you're like dragging the whole thing and dragging it around because they had to do all the stage, everything. And then finally you're like on it. And they're like at the sixth word, that's when you die. Because it was very, Whoa. I didn't know who's, I forgot who's sixth word. Okay. <laughs> Me too. (laughs) Jesus is way into his monologue. I'm still wide awake. (laughs) I'm looking at the people. I missed it completely. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Wow. (laughs) Just hanging out. Just enjoying the scenery. 
being like, this Jesus dude is crushing it right now. <laughs> I could just, I wish I was in the audience to watch that, you know, where you're just like, you're, oh. you're living this out, you know, even though they're like, and people are trying to give me the sign to like, people are trying to like, Yo, you gotta die now. This He's stretching. Turn. I had Jesus stretching. The, long, the whole play is just Jesus trying to die because Rojo was like, man, this is good. This is good acting right now. This is this is it. Maybe that actually inspired you, you know, to become a performer. Maybe you were just Maybe like, I thought I could, yeah. It's not just Chris if Rock. I, it's this kid playing Jesus. <laughs> if they give me another shot, I swear I'll die at the right cue. Just put me back in there, coach. Uh, oh, I love that. I wish you got another show, you know, where you were, they were like, this is when you die and you, and you get to correct it. And then, you know, people come back and they're like, he got it this time. He did it. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so you dabbled. I'd say you dabbled then, right? In- yeah, yeah. I, I lightly put my toe in. <laughs> um, now and then I took some classes in college, uh, but never really like took a at Kate went out for like a play or anything. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I feel like all of you know I've talked to a lot of comedians on this podcast, and everybody, you know, me included, like we didn't know that was a career. Like you were saying, I didn't know you could be a comedian, like and say that and make money and live, and uh, and then you know there are kids growing up today. I see them on like apps and TikTok and everything who are like, yeah, I'm a stand up comedian. I'm going to be a stand up comedian. They're like nine. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god. Don't. There's a different, uh, there's a, the, this generation flip because we were like, oh my God, that's impressive. Where mm-hmm. this generation is like, oh man, if this person can do it, I can fucking do this. Right. I already do this. Yeah, I got more know? followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could definitely figure this out. Yeah. And we didn't have as many like, comp, like talent shows. You know what I mean? Like, like we had like, I don't know, American Idol and Star Search and like there weren't like a billion shows, I think, where kids could like audition and like get on stuff and like have a career at nine years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm jealous is what I'm trying to say. I, I think so. I mean, I'm going to see. I think there's going to be a real pill epidemic when this generation turns 19, 20, <laughs> 21. Uh, I'm, I just don't think you could start working at nine and be a functional yeah. person in society as an adult like as you like right i think people who start doing stand-up at like 14 15 and never take a break is like weird to me yeah like, what where, where, where when do you live <laughs> when did you figure out shit to to do to be when did you eat dinner yeah <laughs> when did you eat yes <laughs> yeah I know there's so many nights I, I feel like friends who don't do comedy, you know, and they they have they go out to dinners and stuff. I feel like I do it more. You know, I balance my life more. I don't need to do every show ever. But, you know, there were many years where people are like, when do you have dinner? And I'm like, you grab a slice of pizza on your way home. Like, that's I don't Can know. you sit down to eat a meal? Like, no. <laughs> I don't often. The anxiety. I hate sitting to a meal. It feels so time consuming. (laughs) You're like, just get get the food. Where's the food? Why is the food not here already? Can we just eat it so we can go do something else? Yeah, you're funny. I feel like now I I can sit. I feel like I sit too much now because, you know, I ate the whole year on my couch. I ate at my (laughs) coffee table. (laughs) There came a point where I was like, we really should get a real table. There should be a table. I don't have a real table. I sit at the coffee table <laughs> because we never ate at home. We never ate a meal before. Yeah. You know? How big is your? Is are you in a one bedroom? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the yeah the which the, got small. The, yeah, the living room is the escape. Yes. So you put a table in there. That's that's cumbersome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll ever put a table in here. It's fine. You know, we make it work. Um. You okay. got another one outside. I do, yes. Uh, in the rain. For the, for the brunch? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my brunch table. I, I actually like invited a friend over last <laughs> night, and I was like, come, we, we can all sit at the table outside. It's very small. And then it poured beyond, and I was like, oh, we got to sit on the floor and eat at my coffee table. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. You could have stayed home, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay. So you go to college. You were working as a ref. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just um, the, the local intramural ref all, uh, all over campus. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, where did you move after school in Florida? I come to New York. Okay. Right after yeah. college. Yep. I uh, mm-hmm. graduated December, April. I'm in New York. Something like that. Cool. Uh, my first job in New York, I was a, uh, I started as like a freelance video editor, which whatever. Nice. That didn't go too long. Did you um, pick New York because you were like, I want to do comedy in New York? Yeah. Um, I went to, I went to school for like news media, journalism, video editing. So mm-hmm. like part of me was like, oh, there's probably an easier way to get a job up there. But I already knew I was like, oh, if I'm going to try this, I'm going to keep doing. Let's go now to New York. Don't like just stay in Florida and not. You have yeah. no responsibilities. Go. To, yeah. If you're going to try it, go try it. I was the same. I moved the day after my graduation from really? Boston to New York. Yeah. Like the day, because I had a restaurant job, and they were like, "We need you this week," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Man, that is that's how you're welcome to real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if I get done the day. Um, what were you editing when you were when you moved here? What did you video? What were you video editing? Uh, I did a couple like uh, commercials for like local channel ele- that would air on like Channel Eleven or whatever. Okay. Um, it was like, uh, speakers and rims, come get them here at this street. Nice. Uh, used car sale, used car lot. Um, <laughs> I did something that was shown at, at a very prestigious book ceremony in D.C. that I know nothing about. Um, okay. And then that was kind of it it was only a few months i was working with them and then they realized all i knew how to do was edit mm-hmm. like you can't help out in any other way i was like no <laughs> this is all i got <laughs> what else do they um, want you to do i think they wanted me to play with photoshop and do like color oh. correction and start doing shit like that and i was like i am they wanted you to do the whole all the yeah, art. Yeah, they didn't know I was I was passionate about one thing. They were mm-hmm. trying to get me to be pop, and that's not what I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very niche. He knows uh, himself. So from there, I started working as a valet parker. Okay. Uh, by then, I was just like, I don't want a real job. Mm-hmm. I want just a job to pay rent. Like, I don't want anything that I'm forced to miss. Mm-hmm. comedy for uh so and were you doing like, mics and stuff like were yeah, you? yeah yeah i was like already, yeah i'm like shows in, yeah trying to yeah show here and there but really just like mics and just going into like having that thing of being like oh you're out till 1 2 a.m every night mm-hmm. this this 7 a.m shit ain't gonna work uh so i was just trying to find whatever jobs and i got hired as a valet parker at this like convention center, until uh, I busted out the back window of a minivan. Oh, oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> huh? Parking it? You just you hit it? Uh, sure. We met. I, I didn't really hit it. It wasn't a hard. I still don't know how it really cracked. <laughs> uh, the visual, I guess, is like. This was, you could, there was a downstairs where you could park cars uh, okay. under the building. And then there was these huge AC units that did for the whole building. And then those units have this arm that comes out. So like this, this would be the arm. And but okay. you, those have a padding. And then this has a padding. But right here, just a point of, just a corner mm. of metal. And I mean, I tapped it exact like. Barely. Uh, and that bitch went, and it was like, and it, it was like an explosion. It was, <laughs> it was terrifying before. It doesn't sound. And also, whoever I mean, I, I think that probably really should have covered that corner. It might be. Thank you. If we ever went to court, that's where I was going. Why was that corner left open? Yeah, the sharpest part. You could bump into the whole other part. It would have been fine. Nothing. The corner. Oh man. It could have been the heat. Anything could have happened. 
Um, yeah. So I'm freaking out. My manager comes down. Uh, he kind of asks what happened. I'm like, dude, I swear to God, look at it. I don't. Uh, he goes, fine. He talks to the dude, the uh, the car owner. They get they get a, they have a place they would take it, get it fixed in the day. Okay. He's like, fine. Um, go. He goes, go home. Uh, come back tomorrow, and we will uh, all talk. <laughs> Figure this out. Uh, and then I just never went back. <laughs> why? What do you mean? Yeah, if- what do you mean? Why you? But you weirdos? Because it was clearly a lynching. They were gonna fucking were gonna give me the her. boot. They were gonna make me. They were gonna give me Wouldn't the boot. Wouldn't he fired you then? He was like, you hit, you fucked this car up. I have to let you go. No, or they were, were gonna they probably try. They were probably trying to get all the managers together and see if I could probably try to make me pay for the loan. You ain't going to get me. I was going to say, they wanted to to see, like, you know, how much is this going to cost? And, like, can we just take it out of his pay? they have, like, insurance or something? Come on. They would. So this is is why partially I also never went back. Because they do have insurance, but they would never file anything under their insurance. Because they didn't want the rate to go up. So uh, they would make shady if somebody had an accident, any driver had any sort of accident, whatever that cost was would come out of everyone's check. <gasps> oh, that's, that's really fucked awful. Up. <laughs> yeah. So people would like so then workers turn on each other. Oh no. Because yeah. now you're like this motherfucker keep ruining my money. That's fucked up. <laughs> and also I imagine there are tons of accidents from valets, like This wasn't the only one. (laughs) No, this was the biggest one during my time, but not the only one. Yeah, that's so messed up. How long were you working there? Was this like, were you bummed about Um, this? I'd say maybe eight months. That's long. Something like that. Yeah. Enough that I enough that I made friends. Like uh, we'd all get Thursday lunches. I, I was I was I was yeah, I was likable. They were like, the "Where'd you driver. go?" And you're like, "I I hit a car. <laughs> <laughs> I hit a window." I had to go. Uh, oh man. Yeah, that turns into a week of being an exterminator. A week. Yeah, height <laughs> of bed bedbug season in New York. I, I mean, when say- bedbugs were going crazy in new york the fact that you even let yourself uh like open yourself up to exterminate after you're telling me you had to wear giant you know a giant glove to carry wood and you're ready to exterminate (laughs) disgusting new york city i mean yeah no way it it was good money (laughs) (laughs) at the height of bed bug season i I mean this was when people were just throwing out mattresses left and right oh jeez. I remember and, when it was bad. I forget what year yeah. it was, but I remember it was like, be careful if you go to a movie theater. Like, people are just carrying this shit around with yeah. them. Like, they're like in the Urban Outfitters. Like, yeah. in like dressing yeah. rooms and shit. Yeah, and I like, remember those stories. Seats, and you're like, it's taking over New York. I remember a lot of friends got them too. It was fucked up. Yeah, I think I think I did maybe 10 days. Where did you I find that job? Curious. Uh, uh, it's not as hard. Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> so <guys laughs> they tend to be pretty easy to get. Uh, <laughs> um, I, oh, I think what happened was one of the dudes I met at the valet spot, he would also do that on the side. Mm. So I think when I got a job, he like reached out and like helped me. He was like, hey, I can put you in touch. Uh, mm. Networking. Did about a week of training. And then the week, my first week alone, I was like, I can't. It was, I mean, any apartment I sprayed still had all the bugs. I was not getting close to anything. I was oh, no. still, like, I was so paranoid that it was on me. And then every day when you get home, you think you're itchy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're staring at bugs all day, I see one bug, and I'm convinced, you know, I'm itchy up for forever. That's oh, scary. Yeah. Did so you I wear could. like a hazmat suit yeah, to like do it? Uh, wash your clothes like before going home or no, something? No, you're just supposed to put your clothes in. Uh, we didn't even have uniforms. Uh, you're supposed <laughs> to put your clothes in a trash bag when you get home, tie it up, and then take that into like 
the laundry or keep it there till you're gonna wash it. Right. Uh, That's scary. scary. Did you see yeah. some gross apartments? Did you see some? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we because we, I remember we were doing some project like some shit uptown where it was like a twenty story building and the whole fucking building has it. Oh, and wow. you're just like go because it just keeps spreading, <sighs> and you're just trying to go into people's like apartment. You're like, I don't even know how. You, I can't move anything. Like, <laughs> there's no space to me to relocate anything to try to spray <laughs> anything down. And then like, you're like, I'm a, I'm a hit some pss, pss, in the corners. I'm gonna throw whatever little bombs I'm allowed to, and I was like, pray for the best. Oh I'm my god. <laughs> I had to bomb my apartment when my dog got fleas. We didn't have bed bugs, but he got fleas, and that was that was awful. It happened twice, actually. It was now I give him all the meds so he can't get them. But it was like I didn't know when I first got him. You know, I was like, but I remember the bomb. where, Where were you taking your dog that was picking up so much fleas? I think he got him. I went to like the Jersey Shore with my family, and I think he got him like there. And I don't know. Not in New York, but he brought we brought him back. Oh, great. Even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we brought him to New York, you know? No, but I remember the bomb thing, which I imagine is similar. And, like, I remember I had to be out. You have to, like, leave the apartment for a couple. And I had to take him with me. And <laughs> I, like, sat outside at a restaurant. It, like, started to rain. They're like, do you want to go? I'm like, I can't go inside. I have a dog in a bag. I'm like, I can't. I don't know where to go. <laughs> I don't know what to do right now. But I can't go back, so... Oh, man. All right. So you were exterminator. That's, you know, that's impressive that you lasted 10 days. I got to say, that's enough to get that first paycheck. There you go. Long Mm -hmm. enough to really put me $200 over the black. (laughs) (laughs) So what came next? I'm ki- I love I love knowing when what job it was that was like your last day job. You know what I mean? I like getting to the point where you were like, Uh, I'm doing comedy full time. I worked at a bakery for a little bit, uh, making okay. sandwiches, uh, and nice. then I ended up just getting a restaurant job. Hell yeah! Uh, forever, but like, I started as like a server. Then I was like, I hate people, so I was like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do daytime <laughs> shifts only. And I was like, I still gotta see people. Can I just dishwash and deliver food and like? So I started just doing you that, and I would moved like yourself bar- to the I, I back went of back. House. I went back a house. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want to see anyone. I hate having to <laughs> interact with people. Were you so at the just, same restaurant for a while? Yeah, uh, and then what like kind of med- restaurant? Uh, it was a Mexican restaurant. Okay. Um, and they uh. That I bartended for a little bit, and I'd fill in bartend. Don't you think bartending? Because I worked in restaurants for like seven years. Don't you think bartending was better than serving because you have the bar <laughs> between you? Oh, there's nothing better. And I, because I, I remember like when I was in college in Florida, I'd bartend a little at a restaurant place I worked at. Uh, yeah, because I, you can't. It's a different. Uh, power dynamic yeah they respect you more behind as the bar. a as a server i'm more of just like oh my god do you need it as a bartender <laughs> what you want i have mm-hmm, i yeah. very easily could be like nah we good you right. can't have what i want what i have here and you and gotta I can also, take it you can be like one second to so you know they're not like whereas a table's like hello 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 like, yeah i don't know Bartending in a, I'd say bartending in a restaurant is better than at a bar. I liked it more than bartending at like a, just a bar because there's the power of a bartender in a restaurant is higher than everyone else. In a bar only, you're like, you're. You, you have, have to people. put up with a few more drunks, you're saying, than you yeah. would at a restaurant. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I love I, that um, you were like, I just don't like people anymore. I'd rather work <clears> in the kitchen somewhere, anywhere else. <laughs> I, lo- I love having the back of the house shit because all day you're just like, I'm just listening to sets, thinking of jokes. And I'm like, I got to Okay, I'll wash this pot. Yeah, I'll go fuck. And then you're like, oh, delivery. Yeah, I'll get in the car and drive and don't give me tips that way. And you're just like, it wasn't like I was making a killing as a daytime server anyway. So you're like, right. This is dumb. Yeah. 
I know that I worked mostly nights. And then when I was doing too much comedy, I was like, this sucks. I have to take off like a Friday night, which is when I make like most of my money for the week. And like, yeah, just to do 10 minutes somewhere like oh, I can't. So, yeah, the daytime thing was key. Finding something you don't hate in the day. <laughs> yeah. Or something just going through the motions. Like, I think if if I could have sat down, I bet I could have done factory work all these years. No. Just, like, breaking off spoons. Just breaking <laughs> off spoons and, like, Roseanne and Jackie. I could have done... I could have worked on the line <laughs> if you just let me listen to comedy and, like, take a sit down <laughs> while I did it. I, <laughs> I love that you were listening to comedy the whole time. Like, you were doing... You were studying while you were doing... Yeah, I would, like, that's why it was. It was just, like, I don't... Because also then you're like, all right, this is the lowest level of job I want to take. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got to go up now. But <laughs> how we go up got to be comedy. It can't be. I don't want to be the manager of this place. Right. Yeah, so, you don't want to. So then you're like just that. like, I don't, I don't, the job doesn't make me want to kill myself. But also I hate doing this job enough that I need to get good at comedy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need this to speed up a bit. Very smart. That's the key. Get a job you don't, you know, you got to like it enough to just do it. To show up. To show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be bad enough where you are just focused on what you really want to do. Yeah. yeah, getting out. Yeah. Like when I was an assistant, I, it was great. You know, I was, I worked in the day and it was great. And then I was like. I figured out, oh, I can write while I'm here. And I would just write all day long and have Google Docs and have a pilot and I'd have jokes and I have this. I was like, wow, I really, I'm productive now that I like know what I want to get out of this, <laughs> like how yeah. I want to get out. <laughs> and especially when it still gives you some sort of structure. Because mm-hmm. it's not like you can just be home on the TV or like just fucking doing absolutely nothing you're still out somewhere so you still have to look like you're somewhat aware of what's happening oh yeah (laughs) totally it's funny now that you say that i'm like did i write more when i had a day job and i was like sitting at a computer all day and it's like this is my escape whereas you know being home you're like i have to force myself to sit down and like get shit done i think yeah i struggle through like now sitting down to write like at least stand up wise where before it was just a habit of just like all right i get off work at this time and i can't go home because i don't have time Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna find this spot where i go for an hour and i'm just forced to write or talk about whatever I thought about during the day. And then you're like, okay, and then I got an eight o'clock and then I'm going to go watch something at 10 and then I dial 1130. And it was such a like, this is just what you do. Yeah. Where now you're just like, oh, I really got to force myself to shut everything <laughs> else off. And you're like, God damn it. Words. They're so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cause it, cause it's become work, you know, that's the thing. It yeah. wasn't your work then it's, it's like there. I was a TV major, which sounds like bullshit in college, but I was a TV production major. And I remember whenever they like assigned a series that you had to watch, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this series. And I think back, yeah. I'm like, you were watching TV anyway. Just turn that show on. You just have to watch this show. But I was like, no, it's homework. It's work now. I don't want to do <laughs> yep. it. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you worked in this restaurant. You were doing stand up all night long. And uh, was that the last job you had before you were like, I'm I'm at a place where I can like become a comedian full say it full time full time comedy. Yeah, um, that was the last place. Um, but I was there for years uh, okay. for a good amount of time. Um, and then I remember leaving for a bit, and then having to come back, and then fucking swallow your prime be like. Yeah, I'll pick up Wednesday and Mondays again and like starting <laughs> to do that. And you're like, oh, God. Yeah, um, but it's nice you had that. Like, you probably had, you know, friends there and stuff who were like, listen, of like, course, you the have panic a place. was a bit different. Yeah. But yeah. also, you're scared of having a place. <sighs> yeah. I don't want to have a This isn't the place I want. Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's the fear of also being like, because that had nothing to do with the people. The people were great. They were fun to work with. It was right. like, this can't be. No, when you have another goal, it's scary. I mean, it's funny because I worked in this restaurant um, 
And I loved the people there. And whenever I, uh, in college, I worked in a restaurant and I loved, everyone I worked with was awesome. They were so nice to me. I was in college. So I was like the youngest, you know, who worked at this restaurant. And I remember after I graduated, I moved to New York. And whenever I go back to Boston, there are still, even now, <laughs> and I'm 74, there are still people <laughs> who work at this restaurant because they were like career, you know, waiters and like, and they got a good gig, you know, they make good money. They support themselves. They like work in Boston for the year and then they go to like, you know, Cape Cod or Martha's Vineyard for the summer. They have like a whole, you know, yeah. schedule. And I always go and visit and I'm always like, I remember then I was like, oh my God, like everyone's nice and they're all comfortable here, but like, I can't, I can't come back. Like I have to go, <laughs> I have to get out because it is comfortable. It is a good group of people. I'm like, oh. And you fought, man. Also like, I mean, I remember a dude who bartended in the town I went to college in who like one of the f years after I graduated, I went back and they were like, oh yeah, he's downtown working at this bar. Man, he just bought a house. And I was like, oh, that's, that's dope. You, this is, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you, you paying for a house as a bartender, that's a real thing. Yeah. But this is your life. Like, you can't ask this person now that after 15 years to not do nine to 4 a.m. Right. <laughs> and wake up at noon every day or like what that like that's just who this person is for life now. And right. That's, they're comfortable with that. But look at them. They could buy a house. I don't know when I'll ever <clears throat> buy a house. If I'll ever I'll, buy a house, you know, all three of us right now can make a pact in 10 years. <laughs> We're going to buy a house together. And that's Poor still money. very 50 50. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was talking to my sister earlier and she has a house. Uh, she's five years younger. Let's just start there. But she lives in Colorado and her house, her mortgage is less than what I used to pay, like with a roommate. You know what I mean? Like in New yeah. York City. Like it's like, I'm like, her, her house, I'm like, wow, you couldn't even, you couldn't buy a, a one bedroom apartment in New York for what your four bedroom house costs in Colorado. But yeah. So painful hey, to think about. We choose it. You know, we we're jealous, but we chose this life. <laughs> I also, I what worries me. I don't know what the hell I'd put in a house. <laughs> You're like, I don't got enough shit to fill a house. I know. <laughs> I keep crazy? saying, if I move apartments, I'm like, well, if I move, I, I always say, well, if I move, when I move, you know, I'm getting a new couch. I want new sheets. I want new everything. And I'm like thinking, like, it's so expensive to move. Like the last yeah. thing. <laughs> I'm going to be able to you do to, is like, just like budget for furniture. Too. I know. Yeah. Be like, I want new pillows, you know, because um, it's a new place. Like, will I have any money? Probably not. <laughs> nah, <laughs> definitely not. Oh man. Well, I think it's cool that you went back to the restaurant and you were, you were humble. You know, you knew, you knew I'm not supposed to be here. I'm going to, yeah. you know, this is just for now. <laughs> This is just for now, um, because we all have to take jobs. Like, I mean, even now, do you know? I'll do jobs that I'm like, ah, the money's good. I, I shouldn't be doing this job. I know I shouldn't be doing yeah. this job, but it's just money. It's just money, and you have to think about that sometimes, especially as a performer. Anything in the arts, it's like, because our money helps us fuel our next gigs. Like, it yeah. helps us get to you know. It sucks, and one day, you know, we will be Chris Rock rich and. You know, he doesn't have to take every job. <laughs> <laughs> what if Chris Rock's still picking up fucking weekends at Governor's because <laughs> he's mismanaged his money for all these years? <laughs> Honestly, it's a good show. I feel like it, there are shows like that, but I'm like, that's a good pilot. I'd watch that, you know? <laughs> the billionaire who just blew it all and is like... Blew it, it's still in it. I'm back. I'm back to pick up a bartending shift. And they're like, you're famous. Um... Cool. Well, then you started doing tours, right? You started, like, there's yeah, good money I, in touring comedy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I was lucky enough that a couple comics started bringing me on the road pretty early on. Um, Very cool. So I started meeting the managers and clubs pretty early. So by the time I got a few credits under my belt, it was uh, a little easier to to stay on the road and get get back into those clubs uh and then mm -hmm. the last couple of years for the most part me and tone bell travel together um mm -hmm. and that's just lucky enough it works out that we're both able to do that and make enough money and still like travel with someone you actually like mm -hmm. 
That's awesome. Like, that sounds yeah, like the dream. <laughs> yeah, so right now we're having fun. We'll see what happens. Eventually we'll have to split up, but uh, right mm-hmm. now it's pretty fun. That's awesome. And I got to say, I got to say it because I watched it happen, you know, on my Instagram. But, you know, we're all going through a pandemic and everyone's like picking up whatever they can. And then I see Rojo on the fucking Tonight Show. I was like, he's having the best (laughs) pandemic right now because it looked so fun. We have a lot of friends in common. and It was on like everyone's Instagrams and I saw at your party and, you know, I wish I was out to celebrate because it looked your set killed. It was so much fun. But Man, I appreciate it. Thank you. That so must much. have been that must have been like that must have felt extra special. I feel like given what we've all like kind of you know lived through in New York in the last year and a half. Like, yeah, just- it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was real nice. Uh, the, it was a full crowd. Uh, I don't. I think maybe Joelle had a full crowd when she did it, or maybe half a crowd. Okay. Um, yeah, I remember when she had hers. So, uh, no, it was real fun. It was great. It was kind of a blur. And mm-hmm. all kind of like, there were certain, I got to enjoy this more than I enjoyed the, the other, any other like taping experiences. Mm-hmm. This one felt, uh, much more relaxed. And, uh, and I'll say this, I've said, before, man, Seth Herzog did one of the most amazing things for me in life. If you don't know who he is, he's a con. Yeah, I love fucking Seth. comic forever. Uh, but he does warm up for The Tonight Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just happened, he does warm up. He was like, man, he t- sent me a text. Hey, I can't wait to see you. And then he comes back to the green room to where my room is. And he chops it up with me for maybe 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just sits down and we're just talking about nothing, about his kid, about life, about just the way we normally would catch up. Mm-hmm. And right, bef- right before they go to commercial break to bring me out, he goes, he looked at the TV and he goes, hey man, I think you got like 10 minutes, so I'm going to get out of here so you can get your head right. And it was such a like dope friend, but such a pro move to be like, he kept me level, kept me calm, kept me calm. And then he was like, hey, it's time to work. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to walk out, get your shit together, see you out there. That's so great. I love it's, that. I think Seth's man. awesome. And he always, uh, we did uh, we did a show together, right, kind of close to the pandemic, but um, he's, uh, he's one of those people in New York, I feel like he brings together, like, amazing, you know, talents and stuff, and he supports a lot of people, and he has this really cool gig at Fallon, and he's just like, that's great to hear. I love that. Yeah, he was so great. I'll never, that, that to me was like, the experience of it like everything else just kind of happens in a blur and you just do it and you're like it finished and you're like all right i didn't curse that's fine that's great uh i didn't go over time that's great <laughs> that's all like that's all you're trying to like really right. process uh i didn't curse yeah. <laughs> that, man that's a terrifying where you're like you have fun but don't have too much fun Right, because if they laugh, you know you're just in the moment, you and something yeah. you're like, "Oh, keep it tight, kid. Keep it real <laughs> tight." <laughs> That's funny. We'll have to have Seth on the podcast, and I'm sure his story will be like, "Rojo is walking around that dressing room, just like, fuck, fuck. I gotta get this right. I gotta be right." And I had to just, I had to just calm him down. <laughs> he was, I was like, "Have a macadamia nut. You look stressed." <laughs> <You're> like, <"Ugh." laughs> he's like, "I gotta massage this kid. He's really, you know, losing it." It's like, "Come on, dude. You've done this before." <laughs> well that's cool it was an amazing set guys listening go watch it um and now you know i i love seeing you out at shows i hope i get to see you more often you're killing it i feel like you've done a lot and uh yeah i'm glad you're doing okay too thanks you seem like you're doing pretty well in life am i doing well you know sure you got an extra bed you got an extra room yeah, you're doing I sh- fine. I share it. <laughs> we you have share a it. <laughs> I have a boyfriend here. He's locked in that room right now because he knows do not turn on a sink, do not shower, do not make any noise while I record the podcast. No, not when mama's working. Uh-uh. <laughs> that dog can't eat until we're done, you know? There's strict rules here. Very strict. Um, well, thanks for making the time and being here. Uh, You're so fun yeah. to talk to. I appreciate the invite. This was super fun. 
Is there any anything you want to plug? Any where can people find you? Yes. And see your stuff. Please. Uh Rojo Perez on all the socials. There's a few Z's in there, it'll pop up. Uh RojoPerez.com. <laughs> and uh if you're in Austin, I'm gonna be there next month at the Creek in the Cave, the September 18th and 19th. Four shows. Be dope to see y'all. Mike Stanley's gonna be with me. It'll be real fun. Bye. Amazing. All right. That's it. Thanks for being here. Oh my God, that was such a fun episode. I love Rojo. He always, he's got such a good energy, you know? He's fun to watch on stage. He's fun to talk to. Yeah, for sure. Loved it. He didn't want to get dirty, but he became an exterminator. What a, that was. I know, right? Well, he, yeah, he, he he's down to like face his fears, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. I mean, there are some jobs I did that I was like, you know, you just need to do this job. You need to get money. Like, but. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I could ever be an exterminator. Like I, oh, me neither. Especially I freaked for bed out. Bugs. I had a bug on me no. last night. What kind of bug? Like a like a worm. Like a like a crawling long thing. I literally, Ellen. I freaked out, guys, listeners. Uh, I don't like bugs. Just <laughs> surprise. And I I didn't want to fling it off of me because I was in my bed. I wasn't in my bed. I was like on my bed. And Jared was in the kitchen. Uh, you know, which is. 10 feet away and I was like <laughs> I was like there's a bug on me get it off and I, I slapped my arm to like you know kill it yeah. but I was like but I, I didn't I was very conscious of like don't don't go like this don't wipe it off or it's gonna go on your bed or it's gonna go on the floor and then you're not gonna be able to find it so I said come and get it come and get it and Jared doesn't care he like comes and like picks it up with his two f- bare fingers you know mm-hmm. and He's like, he's like, you know, what a hero. What kind is it? You know? Yeah. And I said, oh my God, what if it came from the bed? I'm sitting on the bed. What if it came from the bed? What if we have bed bugs? You your, know, like freaking out. Your bed's full of worms. Who knows? <laughs> but I did cook. I did uh, like clean uh, celery root. Oh, yeah. It's probably from some vegetables. I, I hope so. And it like what crawled onto my, you know, Maybe. top and then it got onto my arm. Yeah. I'm not saying though. So. I always like scream and run away if I see a bug and I make my boyfriend take care of it. That's what they're there for. Okay. That everybody get a partner. <laughs> That's number one on your list for, uh, you know, a future partner must handle bugs. I really, you know, I didn't know how important that was. But yeah, it's there very has to be important. one person in the relationship that is down to take care of a bug. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's super important. I hope someone puts that on their like dating profile. That's some real shit, you know. Yeah, yeah you want someone who can make you laugh? No, you want someone who's gonna fucking take that spider off the wall and do something about it. You know, that's real. Yeah, <laughs> true love. <laughs> um, anyway, we so we just had this episode where Ellen and I we got like a lot of listener submitted um, dirt. I should say listener submitted dirt. Uh, we got <laughs> stories. We got, you know, resumes. We got all this fun stuff. Um, there was another resume that we didn't go through. So I was really excited to uh, to go through their resume. Uh, if you guys know, Ellen and I, we have judged each other's resumes. And if you want us to go over your resume as the unemployed experts, you know, I have learned a lot about resumes and I feel like you're very, you're very, um, detail. Uh, you're good at details, Ellen. I think that's, you know, yeah, I, I try to be Yes, as a producer. You kind of have to be right. There's a lot yeah, of definitely. holes to fill. You'd probably be a bad producer if you weren't paying attention to the details. Correct. Right. There's a lot of, you know, things come from all different angles when you, and you have to figure it out. So we have a resume to go over. Thank you so much to Sabrina. We're not saying Sabrina's last name, but you know what? She's so sweet to send us this that we're saying her first name. Uh, I love you, and I appreciate you sending in to the show. So, Sabrina, I got to say, we're looking at her resume right now. Um, yeah. I just say one one thing that popped up, you know, and we're not here to talk shit on anybody's resumes. We're here to literally, like, you know, explore, give tips, say some things we, you know, red flags we see. I got to say one, one thing, Sabrina, you sent me a Google Doc. <laughs> Yeah, which felt scary because I was I opened it and I thought it was going to be like a PDF. And I was like, oh, my God, what if I can what yeah. if I can delete stuff? It's like gonna... really personal almost yeah. to have somebody's like live document. Right. It's and like living they'll and see breathing. that I've opened it. Yeah. You know, and I can I could even request edit access. Thank God it's you know, I can't edit it. But I was like, oh, this felt scary. I feel like I'm opening a diary of someone's like yeah. felt a little a little close. So yeah, I would suggest to a PDF. 
PDF. Yeah. That's my first suggestion. I would definitely, next time you share it with another podcast who wants to rip apart your resume, totally give them a PDF only. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, it's funny whenever I see, um, so this, so we're going to go through this a little bit. Uh, Yeah. How do you like the format of it? First of all, I think it's pretty good, actually. I like that I can see, like, some top skills on the side as well as some awards. Mm. I think that's, like, nice to have all of that sort of up front. Um, I yeah, think... Yeah, if you guys uh, yeah. want to know, there's, like, a section on the left that has all of her experience. And then on the right, at the top, I usually don't ever put it at the top. I usually stick it at the bottom. Because I'm like, if you got this far, honey, I got more for you. But she put at the top her skills and awards, which is... Which is nice because you know what? Your skills are more important than the fucking places you've worked at. Yeah, to be the honest. skills I think is a little extra. Like that's really important to just put that out there. It's sort of similar in like having a bio in your resume, having mm. your skills right at the top, kind of like gives person yeah. an idea of like what do you see yourself as? Like yeah. what kind of I don't skills have a bio do you in my use? resume? Just. Yeah, either does it's this okay. Person. I didn't have a bio in, in mind for so long. Yeah, but now recently. you're a person with a bio in your resume. Like you've graduated to a new level of of it's next level for resume. sure. So, right? what is this a two pager? What's going on here? Um, no, here's it's one page. It's a one page, but it's one of those because it's a Google Doc. It's got that. Oh, that it's an other extra page. page down there. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, which okay. also scared me because you see it's one empty. out of two. Yeah, it's an empty page, but it's if she yeah. was sending this to someone, she'd export it and then delete that extra page. That happens Absolutely. to me all the time. Um, well, this looks like somebody. This looks very professional to me. Yeah, There's it does a- look very professional. It looks like they've been working for a really long time, which is impressive. And yeah, um, I but really. Here's the thing. I I bet this person has had other jobs. And, like, I have this problem. So Sabrina, I think, highlighted her main jobs, right? Yeah. Like, there aren't a billion jobs on here. Yeah. Um, Because she's probably, like, you know, a successful person who's, like, young. Uh, (laughs) No, but I'm just (laughs) saying, like, there aren't a billion, billion jobs. And I always thought it was quantity over quality. This resume is giving me quality over quantity. Yeah, and I like that. Because she really goes into – the um and you yeah. told me this about my resume. You said Anna, you don't put enough uh like of what you do at that job, right? The, yeah. the meat of the job. Yeah, I've heard that maybe like f- I think like five bullet points for each job is probably like a good um area to be in for each of the do- the jobs that you list on your resume. She's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven listed for the mm-hmm. the the last um role that she had, which I think maybe is a little bit too much, but it's also like tempting to do that for like your most recent job because you want to be like, I did so many things for this. Right. And it's like the most recent thing in your history. So it makes sense. But um I feel like it all kind of like flows together like there's two sort of like jobs that are very similar, like customer service jobs, and then something different, like a lead instructor, which right. is like maybe you're evolving your career. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it looks like she she got a level above her next job. Looks like it was a bigger job than the last two, which is yeah a nice progress. Congrats, Sabrina. They're going uh, places. But I was gonna say that too. I was gonna say as a person who. Um, infrequently reads I look at this and I do see a lot of a lot of copy you know what I mean like there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's it's a, a lot, lot to of read. words yeah, yeah you want to lo- like really stick it with like five top like things that you knocked out of the park with that job yeah also uh I was gonna say I I think the spacing is very nice but I was gonna say there is a big space below yeah. name. So I kind of think if you lifted that up a little bit, maybe, and took out like one or two of the experience, uh, not experience, one or two of the like lines underneath one of the jobs, yeah, you could, it would be a little more uh, appealing. For sure. Eye. I think like that would definitely be an improvement. Maybe also using bullet points or like dashes or something to really emphasize the different like lines that you're mm. giving underneath each role. Yeah. Cause right now say, it's just like, it's no bullet points, just totally normal. It's like, like a, yeah, it's like, 
chunks. So there's a space in between. There's I see a space. The, yeah. yeah, there's a space in between the different um, tasks for each job, I guess you can say. I got to say, you had a lot of tasks at your last job. So congrats yeah. to you for being like, this seems like a... A lot of work. Like you did everything for this company, <laughs> basically. You know what I'm also right? impressed with is like the jobs that she's had. She's been at for a really long time. Like there's one mm. job on here that she had for basically like 15 years or something. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. 15 years. <laughs> impressive. So- Honestly, that that's why she, that's why she doesn't have a billion. Mine are like six months, one month, six weeks, two weeks. There's some I really need to cut down on. I always look at your resumes and I'm like, wow, Anna, get your shit together. But I gotta say, Sabrina, she does have her shit together. She is. You've clearly had these like long term experiences. Yeah. So if someone's looking at this resume, who's gonna hire you? They're like, this girl's not here for a minute. You know, she mm-hmm. really commits to a job. Very she committed stays in the job. Um, which I commend. That's pretty freaking cool, right? Yeah, you go, What's girl. The longest you've ever had a job, Ellen. Jeez, I don't know. Maybe three years. <laughs> That's like the max. That's the job I had with you. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that one, and also a one time before at a previous job, I was also there for about three years. Yeah, I haven't gone longer than three years, which is a little. I got to break that record soon. In the production world, three years, someone would see that and they'd be like, wow, that's a long time. Because usually jobs... There's a lot of churn churn for those positions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when Jared gets a contract for more than like a couple months, it's like, whoa, that's... Yeah. That's the thing. It's like all contracted work. So it's not like you're not really set up for a really long term thing. I got to say... I'm giving Sabrina the job, you know, I don't know what she's applying for in our mm-hmm. world, but, but uh, she's blown. Yeah. She's blown it out of the water here. I think just a little bit, like maybe a little bit more touching up on the, the layout and it's golden. Yeah. It is golden. It's really good. And you know what? I, it says her last job ended April, 2021. So I hope you have found a new job. Yeah. Um, let us know, let us know if you appreciate the feedback and if you don't, don't let us know. Um, <laughs> No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope these, um, these, this feedback sort of like gives you confidence to maybe like make a few changes and, you know, go out there and apply to more jobs if you're looking yeah. still. Yeah. And I honestly, guys, I got to say, I'm, I'm looking at the skills and awards before the experience. That's where my eye goes to on this page. So yeah. maybe Sabrina taught us all a lesson. Stick that good shit up at the top. You know, you don't need to put, I put mine at the very bottom in smaller font. And it's like, no, the people should know your skills because that's what they're hiring you for. Not because you, you know, interviewed potential hirees, you know, in your old job They're mm-hmm. They want to know that you've got the skills to do the job. Yeah. So thank you, Sabrina. Thanks, Sabrina. Ellen, this is fun. I like analyzing Yeah, I want to see more. It's really fun too. to see Guys, other people's resumes. Send us your resumes to theunemployedteam at gmail.com or you can send them to me on Twitter, Unemployed Podcast on Twitter, Unemployed on uh, with Anna on Instagram. You know where to find us. Contact us. Send us your resumes. Uh, we will do this anonymously. You know, I can make up a funny name for you. She said that we could use her first name, so it's up to you. Um, and uh, uh, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Go listen to the other episodes. Ellen, a pleasure as Anna, always. Yes. See you next time. I'll see you guys next time. Oh, and check out our Patreon if you want to see our beautiful faces of us mm-hmm. reading resume. It's really riveting, I gotta say. It's, it's good. It. Okay, bye. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.